Welcome to the Dear People of Earth podcast. Today, we speak with the Hollywood Disclosure Alliance founder and president, Daniel Harry. We talk about his career, the Hollywood Disclosure Alliance, and his prolific writing career. No part of this podcast may be reproduced without express written permission. Thanks for listening. This episode of Dear People of Earth is proudly sponsored by Texas Space, leading the way in quantum science. All right. Good afternoon, morning, evening, wherever you are in the world. Um, this afternoon, I'm sitting here with uh, Dan Harari. Sounds like Ferrari. Uh, and he is uh, now the current uh, chairman of the Hollywood Disclosure Alliance. Uh, we have a mutual friend, Steve Bassett. Um, and Dan is uh, out there in Los Angeles helping with the uh, disclosure. Um, and we're going to learn a little bit more about Dan, um, especially with uh, his, his work as an author, a little bit of his background. Um, he's had quite a career. Um, and I think he's an interesting guy. I think you guys are all going to like uh, hearing from him today. So welcome, Dan. It's a pleasure to have you on Dear People of Earth. Thank you, Steve. Thank you very much. That's very sweet. Thank you. You're very welcome. So uh, I wanted to start out with, uh, we have a mutual friend, uh, Steve Bassett. You obviously know him quite well. Um, and tell us a little bit about the Hollywood Disclosure Alliance, uh, a little bit about what you're doing. Okay, sure. Um, the Hollywood Disclosure Alliance came about very, very quickly and and uh, serendipitously, if that's a word. I think that's a word. Yeah, you got it. Serendipitously. Um, so I'm Dan Harari. I'm in. Uh, this is my office in Beverly Hills, California. I've been a Hollywood publicist for 40 years. This this month is actually 40 years. Uh, in addition to my work as a publicist, I've been an, an author. I have three books that are out already and two coming up this May. Last March, and here's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer your question. No, go ahead. Last, yeah, last March, my, my UFO book came out. It's called After They Came. Here it is right here. This is my baby. It's on Amazon, everybody. So check it out. Go get it. <laughs> okay. So After They Came is a science fiction novel about uh, benevolent, two benevolent aliens who come to Earth to save mankind. And I, we can talk a little bit more about the book later if you'd mm -hmm. like. But that came out in March. And starting last March 2023, I appeared at a number of uh, UFO conferences and conventions. The first one was Alien Con in Pasadena uh, early March last year. And then a few weeks later, mid-March, was UFO Con in San Francisco. So I had a booth at UFO con and alien con, and I was promoting my book and I met lots of great people at both uh, of those conferences, including Eric Von Daniken, which was, a, that was a thrill. Uh, at UFO con last March, and my brother came with me cause he lives nearby. So we went to together and we saw Stephen Bassett giving a lecture about disclosure. What is disclosure? What does it portend for the future of mankind? Where do we stand with it? All these great things. And my brother and I were sitting there and watching him. He spoke at least an hour. And, and we were like, wow, this is really interesting. This is really good stuff. Now, I knew who Stephen was from Ancient Aliens and from his appearances on, on various uh, UFO documentaries. Uh, I didn't know much about I didn't know about him personally. But I knew who he was, and I knew he was a, a, a leading advocate for disclosure. That I knew. Mm -hmm. So after he spoke, 
was dinner time. So he was at the, at the uh, hotel where the event, where the event was eating dinner with some people. And my brother and I walked past him and I had a copy of my book. I said, Stephen, you know, I really enjoyed your, your talk it was great. Here's my book as a gift. Uh, if you're ever in LA, give me a call. And he goes, what do you do in LA? I said, I'm a publicist. He goes, you're a publicist? He goes, I need a publicist. So we exchanged business cards. And that was that in March. Cut to early, early June last year. Stephen was in LA uh, and uh, called me and we had lunch. Early June last year. We had lunch in Hollywood. We're talking. He's telling me his life story about disclosure and, and, and how important all this is and his uh, work with John Mack and, you know, brilliant, interesting stuff. And then I told him my, my, my life story about Hollywood and celebrities and my PR company that I've owned for almost 30 years. And then he looked at me, uh, Steve, and he goes, um, Dan, what can we do together? And I looked, I went like this. I looked up, I looked down, I said, let's create the Hollywood Disclosure Alliance. Now, Steve, I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> I, I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't know what it was. It just, it came to me. A lot of mm -hmm. good ideas in my life have come to me that way. It just came to me. He goes, yeah, that's great. Let's do that. So we shook hands. We didn't know what that was. We didn't really even know what it was, but, but that was what we were going to do together. Two days later was contact in the desert last year. Stephen invited me. I'd not, I'd never been to that before. Mm -hmm. Stephen invited me. I was his, uh, actually his roommate. We shared a room at the hotel. He introduced me to everybody there. Uh, George Norrie, Nick Pope, uh, Dolan, Katie Page, uh, Ron Janix, the owner, everyone. And I'm like, wow, this is such a great world. I need to be part of this world. And we were telling everyone uh, that we were going to create the Hollywood Disclosure Alliance which the premise is and was and still is bringing Hollywood storytellers, professional Hollywood storytellers. And Hollywood doesn't just refer to the city of Hollywood. Hollywood means the, the entertainment industry right. around the, around the world. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a placeholder name. Obviously it's a sexy name, but it means the entertainment industry, right. Pro producers, writers, directors, performers, bringing them together with, real life UAP ET experiencers, researchers, and people like Stephen Bassett, advocates and activists. Mm -hmm. That was the premise. So at Contact in the Desert, we told Nick Pope and Nick goes, well, I'm in. I want to be in. We told George Nori. George goes, Danny, to me, he goes, Danny, make sure I'm the very first member of your group. He literally said that to my right to my face. And we, we were just telling everyone that this, we didn't have a logo. We didn't have a website. We didn't have a corporation. We didn't have a board of directors. Stephen and I had those three words. It's all we had was three words. And everyone we met said, Oh, I want to, I want to be part of that. Everyone. Okay. So that was contact in June over the summer and fall last year between Stephen's contacts and Stephen knows everyone in your world as mm -hmm. you know. Sure does. And it, it, between him and my 40 years of Hollywood people and contacts and friends that I have, we've been, yeah, here's my joke, Steve. I call it, I, I call it chocolate and peanut butter. Steve, I'm chocolate. I guess Steven's peanut butter. We put, our, we put two great flavors together from two different worlds. I'm in LA. He's Washington, DC. We melded two different universes together over the summer and fall. On November 2nd, just a, over two months ago, we officially launched our group in Hollywood. 
Um, and today we have a hundred members. Many of them are, are located around the world. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Dee Wallace, who's a very dear friend of mine. She's a movie star. She was the star of the movie E.T. E.T. Mom. She's E.T. Mom. She's one of my best friends. We have Thomas Jane, who is a movie star. Uh, he, if, you, if you're a baseball fan, he was in 61. He played uh, Mickey Mantle. Mm-hmm. And we have another movie star named Dania Ramirez, who was in one of the X-Men movies. Beautiful woman. Um, we are about to get Shirley MacLaine as a nice. member. She's quite a legend. So Stephen and I have been putting this together. Uh, so today about a hundred, I think we hit, actually, we just surpassed a hundred members. Um, some, we have a Slack dedicated Slack channel. So all of our members can communicate privately with each other. That's number one. Number two is later this week, we're launching our very first newsletter, which I created. That's going to go to all our members. And in March, we're going to start our monthly live event series, March 17th. The first one is going to be, um, called the making of project blue book, the TV series mm-hmm. and Paul Hynek, who's on our board of directors and Sean Jablonski, who's on our board. And he, Sean was the exec producer of that show. They're going to and do all of course was Alan's son. Uh, Jay Allen Hynek's son and Paul Hynek. Exactly. Right. Um, they're going to do a talk about like a behind the scenes making of project blue book. Well, that was my idea, of course. So, uh, I'll throw a tip to my daughter. My daughter's a graphic artist. She came up with the logo. She came up with the website. She does our social and she's helping me create the, the newsletter. And uh, this, Steve, this is cool. We're calling the newsletter, the wow signal, which I think is great. Oh yeah. For, for Santa, Yes. The wow signal is the name of, of our newsletter. It's going to go out at maybe tomorrow or Friday. So HDA, if anyone out there is interested, HollywoodDisclosureAlliance.org. Go to the website. You'll see all the members. You can read about us. You can write to us and we'll consider you for membership. Essentially, we're looking for, there it is. We're really looking for, uh, I mean, it's really open to anyone, but primarily people who have the ability to help craft a, a story that could be seen on a, on a, movie screen or a TV show or a documentary or a book. And we're marrying those people with real life experiencers. I mean, we have um, Deb Cobble, who uh, was, was the inspiration for Bud Hopkins book intruders. And um, we have quite a few, yeah, quite a few people on that page. Quite a few of those people are experiencers mm-hmm. And and they're they're starting to gel and melt. I, I, it's kind of like a matchmaking making service, Steve. You know what I mean? In a way, absolutely. You know, Ron James. I'm I'm gonna see him on Saturday. He's gonna interview me for Mufon TV. You know, Ron is the head of Mufon Media. He's one of our members. We have Ter- Margie K is the head of the UnX Network. She just gave me a podcast. I have my own podcast called Live from Hollywood. It's Paranormal Tonight. I just launched that two weeks ago. Margie gave that to me. Um, yeah. Ka- Kathy Barted there. She's Betty and Barney Hill's niece. I mean, we have, you know, Nick Pope and, and Dolan and, and Jason Martell and Katie Page. And we have really great people. Earl Anderson, the head of uh, MUFON Southern California. There's George, George here too. 
There's George. He was our first guy. He, we made him our very first member. Nice. So it's, so, Steve, it's, really, it's been a very, it been? has it been exciting? Have, has there been like, if you're getting these people together, right? Um, I, I love when you can get like-minded people together because you have like this bubbles, you know, I, I see these little bubbles of activity that just pop up everywhere. Have you noticed that? Have you seen like, just, I, I'm, I'm curious if you're already seeing any types of like, uh, things coming out of the ether um, just by putting these people together? Well, two things. One is there's been a lot of social media uh, acceptance of our group. Uh, we, we, we have so many, I mean, people, you know, my daughter does posts and, and everyone, oh, I like this. I love this, you know, thumbs up. So a lot of people are, and, and we're, listen, Steve, we're, we're two months old. Mm-hmm. I, I, told, I told Bassett the other day, he's like worried. I go, Stephen, we're two months old. We're a baby. Mm-hmm. We have a hundred. We have a hundred members in two months, and and we've gotten some good press, and we're on social pretty well accepted. I go, calm down. Everything's going to be fine, right? We're <laughs> a baby. Time. We're crawling in diapers. We're two months old. A year from now, or two years from now, we'll have a thousand members. We'll be a force in Hollywood. Uh, you know, we have invitations out to Spielberg and J.J. Abrams, and 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 um all the big directors, they, everyone knows about us. I've reached out personally to all the top celebrities who have like Goldie Hawn recently, mm-hmm. all the top celebrities who have, who have gone on the record uh, about their uh, UFO or ET experiences. So we've, we've been inviting people. James Woods has become a friend, believe it or not. He, he may join after the Oscars. Nice. Uh, he's, he's a movie star. So, social media. And then the other thing is we have on our board, a guy named Sean West. Sean West is Nick Pope's agent and Richard Dolan's agent and Jason Martell's agent. He calls himself the agent to the UFO stars. Yep. And when I see him or speak to him, he, he says, Dan, my phones ring off the hook from producers all over the world. And he's been making deals left and right. He's he, Sean West has really been, and you should have him on probably he's been the, conduit because he's an agent between experiencers and researchers with uh production companies and he's told me he's made uh, quite a few deals already i don't even know the details but there's for movies documentaries tv shows so yeah so, so i actually just interviewed um one of sean's clients uh joby sofa clark so i actually do talk to sean on the back end um, oh yeah, so I, yeah i do know him yes also, Steve, I don't know if you know this, Sean West has perhaps the most amazing UFO, personal UFO experience of anyone. Um, you should ask him about it. It's remarkable. I it's will. Remarkable. I will. Yeah. What do you see um, coming up in in the future? Um, you know, like you said, you you get this, the, the babies in the diapers and it's crawling along and you're, you know, you've been in this business as far as, you know, promotion for uh, and publicists for so many years. Um, do you see movies coming out of this? Documentaries? What? What? What do you think can occur um, to assist with disclosure? It's in your name. So, <laughs> one of the things you know that we talk about is this either catastrophic disclosure or uh, right. disclosure through the government or whatever. But it's been my kind of take on it that really disclosure is going to come about from us. Um, I think that we as people that are in the outside, right, we're not part of the government. 
Um, we're not part of uh, any Mil- type military. of fighting, military. We're not that. Right. Um, I, I think that disclosure is going to be and continue to be like Steve has put out there. It's just a process. Um, it's these incremental things. Now, I know Steve wants big gate. He wants that big disclosure. He wants the president to come out there. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not alone. Exactly. Um, I would love that. I, I would absolutely love that. Um, I don't know that that will necessarily happen. It may be that one of us, something like the Hollywood Disclosure Alliance, continues to just chip and chip and chip and chip until the point where you go, you can't deny this any further. Like there is no more hiding this. It is out there. Now, what do we do? Well, let's deal with it. What do you what do you think of that? Do you think that's right? Do you think it's going to be the government? Great questions all. Um, if the president came on TV and said, people of Earth, uh, I have something to tell you. Uh, we've known about this a long time. We didn't. It, it was top secret, you know, national security. It's why we didn't tell you, but the time has come. And uh, first of all, Steve Bassett would be like crying with, yes. with joy, tears of joy, yes, we, we, weeping, weeping. Yes. I call that day uh, D-Day number two. Disclosure mm-hmm. day, D-day, was, yep. you know, after, after Normandy invasion, it would be, yeah. it, would, it really would be. That it would be D-Day number two. It should only happen that the president does that. If that doesn't happen, uh, so many things. I mean, you know, Chuck Schumer introduced legislation, which, of course, the House Republicans, you know, neuter, neutered. Right. But he uh, in the Senate, uh, Stephen Bassett says that the uh, Schumer is going to have hearings soon in the Senate of, you know, the next era of Dave Grush, the next right. era of whistleblowers. Well, if the Senate, the Senate is maybe more taken, maybe a little bit more seriously than the House. Uh, but if the Senate's going to start having hearings, that's pretty hardcore. The House had had the Grush hearing, of course, that if 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 you're remotely aware of reality of life and have an open mind and an open heart, and you listen to what David Grush said that day, mm-hmm. what what he said was unbelievably remarkable. Now, I live in L.A., he was on TV. I watched the whole thing. I'm like, wow, right? Non-human pilots, off-world craft, craft that defy the laws of, oh, this was um, Fravor. Fravor said, Fravor. Fravor said, craft that defy the laws of human physics. Okay, nothing serious. Nothing serious. Just okay. little light entertainment. Yeah, just, that's all. Yeah, just, just little tidbits, right. you know. Uh, you know, non-human biologics, right? So anyway, I live in LA. The next day I was expecting headline, right? Nothing. Whistleblower swears aliens are real, right? It was on page 26 of the LA Times, page 26 in a little article. I'm like, wow, this this guy is totally credible. He was before Congress for what, like two hours? He has he was vetted. He's not some schmuck off the street from Wisconsin who says, I saw an alien in the forest. This guy's the real deal. That's on page 26 that we that there are aliens and and, and extraterrestrials exist. And there are are factions continuing to, to, you know, lob bombs at this guy no matter what. And it's it's because he was because he was depressed 30 years. I I was I was depressed, too. Everyone gets depressed. Right. It, it, and, and it's just like, 
I, when I, when I read that stuff and the attack and the hits on him, I was just like, that's just disgusting. Like, it's not even, you know, this guy honorably served his country is a hero in many respects. Um, went through a tough time. Like a lot of our soldiers have. And, and these guys are, you know, unimpeachable in my eyes. And, and especially David Grush is unimpeachable in my eye. I have a, a good friend, Michael Ian Black, um, who is an actor. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is uh, big into the UFO community, and he's become a very close friend of mine. And we've discussed very, you know, openly. Uh, and and in fact, uh, Michael put out uh, an an op-ed and talking about David Grush as his hero, um, and and the hero of 2023, at least, um, if not just disclosure in general. Right. And it's it's been this amazing ride over the past well since 2017 since the times right. broke the, right. the the stories with the three videos um right and lou exactly. elizondo and and that whole thing right but exactly. it just seems like and, and i don't know if you've paid attention at all lately but there's been some hits on uh, wikipedia pages um where they're basically they're they're crossing out anybody that's in the ufo community lou uh, david grush chris mellon um, I think they even hit Steve Bassett. Um, they're basically trying to destroy all the narratives on on Wikipedia. And they're getting to the point where um, it's almost well, it's not. It's it's slander and libel, libel written. But it's it, they're really taking these people who are fighting, I believe, for humanity and trying to destroy credibility. And it seems like it's the same cover up that we've seen for 80 years. Exactly. So that's why I think what you guys are doing is so important because let's face it, Hollywood reaches the masses. And, and that is what we need. We need large scale um, information out there. I, I don't want to call it propaganda because it's not. It's the truth. It's what's going on. And we need that. So I from from what I believe and what I you know, my my thought process is, is you guys are doing, you know, historic work as far as I'm concerned. That's really um, sweet, man. I'm going to use that. Actually, I'm going to use that as a quote. That's really, absolutely. really sweet. A couple it, it is. It, 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 it's truthful. So a couple of things while I think of it. One is uh, if you'd like to join, uh, just email me your bio and your photo. Yep. And tell your friend, Michael Ian Black, that we'd love to have him as a member as well. Yep. Now he would and do it in a second. And one day I, I could text him now. He'd be on the phone with you. Have him reach out to me and we'll put him on. We we'll we are we are seeking, like I said, 50-50, both sides of the coin. Uh, you know, entertainment industry, people that have the talent and perhaps the power or the ability to mm -hmm. bring stories to a screen, right? And people out there who have had experience. Listen, I'm a three-time UFO experiencer myself. And those led to sort of my book as well. And that's a whole another big story about my book. But um, to answer your earlier question, our, our, our hope is to have future feature films, TV shows, documentaries and books. you right. Mm -hmm. Based based on real life encounters that our members have shared with the Sean Jablonskis of the world, or we have a guy, Steve Longy, he produced um, uh, an Academy Award film called Hacksaw Ridge. Mm -hmm. He's producing the Betty and Barney Hill story now as we speak. He's a major Hollywood producer. Well, he's looking for the next era of stories. So this is, is going to slowly but surely happen. 
in from Hollywood. Now, as far as I know, you know, really think about the, the disclosure movement, Stephen Greer, Stephen Bassett. Those are the two guys, the two mm-hmm. Stevens, right? They're both Washington, D.C. They're very much disclosure from the political government, Washington, D.C. point of view. Hollywood, meantime, you know, Independence Day, War of the Worlds, the aliens are coming to kill us or eat us. There was a famous Twilight Zone. I love my favorite. My favorite one ever was called To Serve Man. If you the book remember. to eat, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Loved it. Loved it. I agree. I, 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 I still watch all of those. I watched that the other day again. I love saw them. it. Love them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, don't get on the ship. It's it's a cookbook because yeah, it's, it's called a cookbook. To, to Serve Man. It's a yeah. cookbook. Nobody knew yeah, that. Don't eat soil and green either. That's the other right. one. We that's definitely don't want to eat that either. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's a, yeah. absolutely right. So the question, there's a big question. A lot of people don't know. Are they benevolent? Are they uh, evil? Are they both that? Well, we don't, I don't know. I mean, there are people I'm sure that know we who are in this field, we don't really know for sure yet. You know, my book has benevolent aliens. Why can't they be benevolent? Why can't they come and help us? But I'll tell you, I think I have a story for your producer that's doing the, uh, (laughs) the, uh, the, Betty and Barney Hill. Yeah. I, I have something in mind. I, I, already have a noodle going in there that uh, I have a very close friend that has some pretty incredible stories and can back it up um, that may want to have a discussion with him. So I'll, I'll, we'll talk about that off air, but we certainly have some things there. We, we really, we are a matchmaking service. That's how I see it. We only, again, we launched November 2nd. Um, we are waiting for the IRS to give us 501c3 nonprofit status. That should mm-hmm. happen any day now. Once that happens, we will we will be seeking uh, donations mm-hmm. and contributions, tax deductible from around the world, so we can uh, propel our news forward with live events and our newsletter and 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 uh, mixers and bring bring people together. Good. But as far as I know, LA proper never did anything to help move the disclosure movement forward. And, and I think I'm the, um, I was the fortunate one. I, I thought of it. I mean, it was my idea. So I, I think I'm very blessed and fortunate and, and fortuitous that I came up with the idea. I, it wouldn't have happened without me and Steve Bassett. It would not have happened without the two of us. But when we put chocolate and peanut butter together, we made something new. Right. We're, we're two fathers of a new kind of candy is basically right. what it is. And, you know, again, a year, two years, five years from now, I think we'll be big. Also, I'll, you I'll, put I'll, aliens I'll, in my Hollywood and Hollywood and my aliens. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Um, let me tell you how I thought of it. So 30 years ago, uh, I've been a publicist 40 years, but 30 years ago, I was the publicist for a group called the Environmental Media Association, EMA. It was launched in the early 90s. Norman Lear, the late Norman Lear producer, may you rest in peace. I met him several times. Nice guy. He conceived the Environmental Media Association. What that was, was bringing together Hollywood storytellers with environmental researchers and activists so that movies and TV shows would um, present environmentally, you know, aware Mm-hmm. topics in their show, like, you know, recycle 
or, 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 you know, get your smog checked on your car or don't throw right. trash in the ocean. Okay. So that's basic, but that's called EMA. Well, I launched EMA in 1991. The first year, Steve, we had a red carpet event. Every big Hollywood star you could name was there. And I'm the publicist and I met everybody, man. I'm Crosby, Stills and Nash and Shirley MacLaine and Ted Danson and Sting. I'm, I'm escorting Sting to, to get his award. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. Well, that was 30 plus years ago. So when I met with Stephen and he said, what can we do? I thought of environmental media, EMA. I thought we need three letters. I don't know why I thought three <laughs> letters. Environment. Okay. So Stephen's disclosure. Um, Media, well, I'm Hollywood and Association Alliance. So that it, it mirrored that. And if you go to their website, they're still around. We we are to ufology and UAP as they are to the environment. We we we're like a, I'm like a baby cousin to them. That's how I see it, you know. Well, I'll tell you, there is a. There's definitely the need there, and it's a brilliant. As far as I'm concerned, it's a brilliant marriage because. Like I said, Hollywood's got the clout to get things done. Um, there's a lot of money there. There's a lot of great story ideas there. And being able to bridge that gap between both Hollywood and ufology and do it properly so that it's a, a, a well-oiled machine. Um, and you have, obviously, some pretty big hitters there, especially in the, the production world that... Um, I think can bring some amazing stories to the forefront. But one of the other things I want to do is um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, let's go over here uh, and we're going to share this one. We'll talk a little bit about your uh, blog as well and your, your work here. Uh, so I wanted to come up here because we have five, which I am excited to read. This is a new uh -oh. book that you have coming out. You're the um, first person. You're the first person on planet Earth who has said that sentence to me. Well, it's it sounds really, really cool because <laughs> so I'm going to read to everybody. I know you can read yourselves, but uh, it's a tale of a serial killer in 1870s Europe who becomes a famous actor on the Hungarian stage while secretly murdering women at night. That's not good. After the killer's death, he becomes reincarnated 100 years later. His soul having entered the body of a young man in Boston, which, by the way, I'm from just outside of Boston. Okay. Uh, who quickly becomes the biggest pop music star in the world. Unbeknownst to him, however, is that in his past life, he was a serial killer and this terrible proclivity had followed him into his latest incarnation into the 1970s as well. You've got like a couple things going on there that excite me. One is we go back to the 1870s Europe. So we're talking about Jack the Ripper time, right? We're talking about yes. pretty, pretty cool time. And then we go to Boston, which is my hometown, which that is, there is exciting. And then you go to the 70s, and I love everything about the 70s. So I'm like all in. I, I'm very excited to, to, to read this one. Well, my mother gets the first copy, and I'm going to send you the second copy. <laughs> I, I can't wait to read it because it's, uh, it, to me, it looks, I even love this cover. Like that Rusty Five is awesome. It's really uh, beautiful. I'll tell you the truth. That's a placeholder, that cover. But although I do love it, I'm, I'm going to have... Uh, an artist create a woman, a woman's face from her eyes to her neck and with a man's hand coming up and like strangling her like this. And the man's hand would be like a V like the, like five mm -hmm. Roman numeral. But I like, I like the rusty five. I'm, I may just go with that. I do. The rusty five looks good. I, I love it. It's, it's unique. I think it's kind of, I, I think it's very interesting. 
Doesn't it? Isn't it intriguing? Isn't that? It intriguing? is. It's, it's, it talks to me. I don't know. I like it. Sometimes simplicity is it's is the is the best answer. It's like when they use silence in movies. Sometimes, great example of that is um, what was it? Um, oh, the one about the the lions that stalked people. Uh, Ghost in the Darkness. It won, I believe, an Oscar for sound. But they use yeah. sound as a as I guess you know ambiance. It's like you just hear this. I remember watching it in the theater, and it was this just total silence and then you could hear just over your corner your 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 right side or your left side you could hear the lion stalking so sometimes simplicity is the best my That's opinion great. well i haven't shown that image to my publisher but if he likes it because i really really do like it a lot i, I do too it's because like, you'd see that you'd go okay it looks kind of creepy it is I, it's right? interesting you have no idea what it is no idea what that is but I think it might be kind of because of the dark background. It might be intriguing. I'm going to show I like that. I'm going to show my publisher if he likes it. I might go with that. Yeah, All right, let me I tell like you it. how. Let me tell you how five happened. So five will be my fifth book. So that's number one. It's yeah. it will be my fifth book. Number two, I walk five miles every other day. And last summer, while I was walking on one of my five miles, I'm like, Steve, whatever reason, like five, like just five, the, the, the word and the number five just come in my head. I'm like five. That, I wonder what that is. Okay. So I'm just five. Then I'm like, well, if I read another book, it would be my fifth book. So I knew that. And then I came up with this crazy idea. I was like, what if Bruce Springsteen was secretly a serial killer, right? Biggest pop star in the world, right? Biggest pop music star in the world. But he had like a secret, like at night after a concert, he gets evil, like something happens and he kills, he kills his fans. But, but it's Bruce Springsteen. So even if he's caught, they're going to let him go because it's, they're going to Bruce you out the way. So I'm like, and I worked with Bruce Springsteen. I knew Bruce Springsteen in 1973. I worked with him in Asbury Park before he was famous. So I'm like, Bruce Springsteen, serial killer, five. I'm like, okay, so if he was a killer, maybe he, inherited a soul of a, of a killer from a past life. I go, well, let's go a hundred years back. So that's how <coughs> it, it happened. <coughs> it happened over the course of, uh, of several of my five mile walks. Also, I went to Boston university, so that's Boston. Oh, so that's, you know, you're in the right place then. Yeah, no, I, I did. Uh, I saw the, the synopsis of that and I was like, Hey, that that's one I definitely have to read. I'm a voracious reader. I read probably four books a month. So it's, I constantly, you know, at night, that's how I fall asleep. I, I read a book. So I, well, check check out you. Well, if you like Hollywood, all right. So while you're there, for flirting with fame, which you have up there now, that was my first book. That's the history of my career in Hollywood, and all the celebrities I've met or worked with, or interacted with. And what happened was I turned sixty five. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm 65. I met Richie Havens when I was 15, uh, a year before I met Bruce. So I'm like, Richie Havens, I was 15, and I'm still meeting celebrities now. It's been 50 years. I'm like, 50 years I've been meeting celebrities. So I, I took a sheet of paper, Steve, and a pen, and I just wrote down the names of all the celebrities I'd ever met, right? And there were hundreds of them. And then I put them in chronological order of when I met them. And then I thought, you know what, maybe, and this was during COVID when I wrote this book. So I was bored. I was kind of bored. Mm. I wrote the book in 2021 during COVID. 
I'm like, maybe there's a book here. So I wrote a book. It took me about six, seven months to write it. Uh, and I have uh, in the book, there's a lot of photos, me with Spielberg, me with Jerry Seinfeld, me with Mel Brooks, me with Sid Caesar, me with Steve Allen, me with Bob Hope, Milton Berle, uh, Dr. Ruth, uh, Jenna Jameson, Tom Hanks, Sylvester Stallone. I mean, I have so many photos from my scrap personal scrapbooks. So I put it together. I finished it. I called a friend of mine named Ray. Ray is a, a, uh, an author here in L.A. He's one of my best friends. And I said, Ray, I just wrote this dopey book. I'm going to call it Flirting with Fame. What should I do with it? He said, there's a publishing company in Florida called Bear Manor Media, and they love Hollywood books. I said, OK, never heard of them in my life. I looked them up. I got the name of the owner. I wrote him a note. Hey, Ben, my name is Dan. I'm a Hollywood publicist. I wrote a book. Here's what it is. Here's a few photos. You know, any interest. And Steve, one hour later, he wrote back from Japan. He lived, he's based in Florida, but he lives in Japan. He said, Dan, not only am I interested, here's your contract for the book. Well, that didn't take long. This is an hour after I wrote an email. I'm like, what? So I finished the book, called my friend, pitched Ben, and got a contract this, all the same day. I got a contract the day I finished this book. I'm like, well, this book was certainly meant to happen. Meant to be. That was kind of like when I, so I, I didn't know Michael Ian Black and I reached out to him and I just took a chance. I'm like this, I don't know him, but I'm going to reach out. I said, Mike, would you like to come on my podcast? We'll talk about UFOs. We can just leave the discussion. Just let it go where it goes. Three minutes. It was the fastest response to a, to a podcast request that I had ever had. And since then we've become very good friends. We actually, we talk daily. Um, and that's why I think I brought that up to you because I think he would just be a natural fit right into the UFO Disclosure Alliance. I just I think that or the the Hollywood Disclosure Alliance, it would come right into exactly what you guys are doing. And I think that um, he has some really, really good insight um, and he has his own story. I'll let him tell his own story, but he has his own story uh, of seeing a UFO when he was a kid in, a, in high school. Okay. Um, and it's, it's interesting. I don't want to tell you, I'll let him tell that story, but it's definitely an interesting story. Um, and I, you know, that, that to me seems like it would be a very natural progression for you guys to be able to hook up and talk and, and see what he can do for you guys. Cause he has a huge platform, a massive platform. I mean, he's got oh. like 1.7 million, um, on his Twitter slash X, whatever they call that. So, right. Right. I think um, it's called X formerly Twitter. So yeah. listen, listen, so mm -hmm. Steve Bassett and I, are right now putting together a panel for contact in the desert in yes. June. And we are hoping to have five celebrities sitting there. Yep. And I think, and I think your friend Michael could be the fifth celebrity. He could be perfect. So please have him. I'm also the publicist for contact in the desert this year. Yeah. So have, so have, this, have Michael this, reach out to me for sure. man. I will. And in fact, um, so I'm going to be interviewing uh, the, uh, I think April timeframe. Um, I'll be interviewing the the Ron, person Ron that runs that. Yeah, right. Ron Janix. Right. Um, this is actually something I've always really wanted to go to. I just have never been able to 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 make it happen in the time frame. Um, but it's something that I've always wanted to get to, and I will get to it eventually. Believe me, I will. 
eventually. This year would be this year really because it's the ten year anniversary. This year, forgive me. Where are you based? I'm Boston. I'm out of Boston. I'm Boston. Okay. Yeah. If you can get your ass there, man. Really I'm going to, you know what? I'm trying. Maybe I'll go with Michael if, if, if he's able to do something oh, yeah. with you guys. Um, yeah. Yep. There's Paradigm. Yeah. Oh, all this good stuff. Yeah. I, I know all these my, names in here. See my Asbury PR? That's Yeah. I see that right question. down here. I do. Yeah. Outstanding. So, yeah. So we go to 2024 schedule. Let me take, so I have two monitors now. So I'm not trying to look away. All right, so well, some of this is still coming. But. We haven't announced this. We're going to announce the speakers in early February. So have okay, your fa- have your fa- your followers check this out on a regular basis. Yep, I will do. So uh, I think we've come up on it. Where are we? We're about forty five somewhere on there. Um, do you have anything else that you'd like to pop out there? Any any uh, things that you'd like to discuss? Um, sure. Okay, so. Tomorrow night will be my third episode of my podcast. Mm-hmm. It's called Live from Hollywood. Dot dot dot. It's paranormal tonight. I ripped off, you know, Live from Hollywood. It's entertainment tonight. So I thought of, well, I like that. But I'm going to shove paranormal in there instead. Good. So it's my show. Same background as you see before uh, before here, but at night. So I have funky nighttime lighting. So the lighting is different. Uh, First show was D Wallace from ET. Second show was Stephen Bassett. Tomorrow night is my friend Ray, the author who I told you about earlier. He has, I think, 15 books he's written. He's met every movie star there is. But his mother was a witch. His mother was a witch and she did witchcraft and cursed. She cursed three people. He saw this with his own eyes as a child. This is why I'm going to have him on. And he saw his mother curse three people who all died within a few months of the curse. Oh, that good Lord, that's gonna mess you up as a kid a little bit. All three of those people died. So I go, Ray, you you have he's not he's not famous, nor am I, but Ray it's a great story about his his mother, his late mother. So I'm gonna have him on. But I'm gonna watch that one and listen to that have, one for sure. Have your people so if you go to the Un X Network, T H E space. UN Big X Space Network, the UnX Network. There are 30 shows on that network. Whitley Strieber has a show there. Peter Robbins has a show there. I have a show there. L.A. Marzulli has a show there. Uh, all right, Stephen, see if uh, shows, see up there, a little thing on shows. Right here. Kick, yeah, kick shows. And now go, go down a bit. You'll see these are all the shows. Go down, go down, go down. And then see on the right. Live from Hollywood, it's paranormal. Right here. There you go. Click that one. That's me. And yeah, have please. I'm um, looking. You know, we had 250 people saw the first show, nice. and about 250 thousand heard it on audio. But I'm I'm building up a show from from zero, from scratch. I'm not a famous person, but I want to get. This is everything: disclosure, ufology. Uh, Dee Wallace is a conscious creator. She helps people to imagine how to improve their lives and make them better. And then they, that happens. Steve Bassett, of course, disclosure, Ray's mother was a witch. I have the week after that, Robert Short was my very first PR client. He won the Oscar for the movie Beetlejuice. Mm Mm-hmm. He is the Oscar winning makeup artist on Beetlejuice. I was his publicist when he got an Oscar. We're going to talk about. Beetlejuice, E.T., Splash, Cocoon, 
in uh, Intruders. He, he's worked on so many, many of the biggest Hollywood blockbusters. He's a good friend of mine. And I have to tell him to make sure his Oscar is in the frame. I got to. Yeah, him. I was going to say, I want to see that thing in the background. Just, well, just you know, yeah. maybe just. I just, I just, I just thought of that. I'll say, Bob, make sure the Oscar is prominent <laughs> while we're doing. So, yeah, have your people check that out. I'd really appreciate it. Absolutely. That's the podcast. Um, if you go to danhariauthor.com, that was the website you had up earlier. My, yep. That's my author website. Um, my three existing books are there. And info about the two upcoming books. My bio is there. Um, my three existing books are on Amazon. And um, and then HollywoodDisclosureAlliance.org. Read it. If you're interested, write to us. There's a contact page. Write to us. We'll see if you're uh, someone that should be a member of our group. We're, we're pretty open-minded. We're, we've t- taken over 100 people. And uh, so, yeah, so danhariauthor.com, the Unex Network, and uh, HollywoodDisclosureAlliance.org. Those are my <laughs> those are my promos, I guess. Absolutely. Hey, it's been great. I've loved talking to you. Um, and certainly as we come forward a little bit more, I'm going to send you some stuff in the background. Yeah, um, please, please. And we'll, we'll get together. And, and uh, Dan, I appreciate talking to you. It's been a lot of fun. I, it's, it was very exciting. I liked it. Me too, man. I had a great time. You are the first person on planet Earth excited about my book five. Well, I'm excited. I want to see I it. I want to read it. Me too. It's. I think it's the best thing I ever wrote. It's a novella. It's only like 150 pages. So it's not as big as my others, which are 300. Well, but some of the best it, movies come out of novellas too. Stephen King does Stephen quite King. a good job with novellas. Right. It's a creepy weird, dark, off the wall thing, but I think I nailed it, man. And my publisher loved it. So I very can't wait to read it. it. Very excited. Thank you, Stephen. That's really sweet. Thanks, man. Thanks for everything. Let's stay in touch. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Thank you. This has been uh, another edition of Dear People of Earth today with Dan Harari. And uh, we hope to uh, see you guys again soon. This episode of Dear People of Earth is proudly sponsored by Texas Space, leading the way in quantum science. Thank you for listening to the Dear People of Earth podcast. No part of this podcast may be reproduced without express written permission. Thanks for listening.